Hey there, FanWith fans. This is Steven Strum, which you probably already know if you've ever listened to a previous episode of the FanWith podcast before. Uh, what you probably don't know is that Merritt couldn't join us this week because of certain audio trouble on her end that we could not get fixed in time to record. So instead, our social media specialist at our new social media specialist, I should specify, at Fanbyte, Nikki Grayson, decided to join me. Uh, and it sounds like Nikki will probably be a uh, new co-host that is joining us going forward as well it'll probably be me Merritt, and nikki not no major changes no nobody's leaving or anything like that just for the record uh so but we'll just instead of uh rotating in uh different members of the staff more or less every other week we will probably just have a regular third person which is very exciting uh because i think as you'll find here listening to this new episode uh nikki is great and fantastic and very funny and insightful and it was a treat to have him on, and I look forward to all the future episodes with him uh, and Merritt, and seeing how all three of us together gel. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to warn you ahead of time about that. Also wanted to say that on top of Merritt's issues, we did have some issues at the LA office with the uh, streaming setup there, or the recording setup there. And we lost the first 12 minutes or so of conversation between me and Nikki. It's mostly just introductions, kind of basically what I just said now. Our new social media specialist, that's his name. And uh, they just started a few weeks ago. We uh, started the podcast by talking about Battleborn and Overwatch a little bit, because Nikki's been playing a bunch of Overwatch. So where this episode will start is us kind of in the middle of that conversation about the state of Overwatch and kind of like what the meta is and what people are uh, unhappy with in the current state of Overwatch, uh, the GOATS meta, as some people call it, uh, and Nikki kind of explaining that. So you might miss a little bit of context, but hopefully it's nothing too tremendously bad. Like I said, it's mostly us just shooting the shit for the first couple of minutes anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, please enjoy Fan With Episode 12. Please come back next week for more stuff with me, Merritt, and Nikki, and we'll see you then. Bye. Yeah, it's um. Let me see if I can like if I can squish down um, an explanation of like what what the current state of the game is. Basically, there are there are categories of heroes there are like your tank heroes your dps heroes and then your support heroes there used to be more categories but then they just kind of lumped them together so where there there are three major ones um and the current meta is a variation of a thing called goats which i don't really understand um and i just yell goats because it's a fun thing to say <laughs> but it actually the way it shakes out is that it's three three which is three tanks and three supports, which means that there are no DPS characters, which means that the game is extremely boring to watch if you are watching Overwatch League. Because the cool stuff that Widowmaker players can do or like the cool Tracer plays, you don't get any of that because everyone is just D.Va, everyone is just Reinhardt, and everyone is just Zarya. And it's just who can hit Q first every single game. Um, which like... I don't know. Is this not something that has... Like, how long has this been a problem in Overwatch, do you think? like Since Brigitte, oh. which, who, is a, who is a hero I love. I love Brigitte. I love playing her. Right. Um, but she, they introduced Brigitte, and then they didn't really do anything afterwards. Wow, okay. <laughs> like, and they're... they're 
they also introduced a new another healer whose name is Baptiste. Yes. Except the way that that shook out, people people in the beginning of this stage of Overwatch League were like, "Oh heck yeah, new healer! He's got a gun and also a shield that like you can shoot through to like increase the power of your bullets." Except all that has done is that it's just swapped out which tank and which healer you play. Mm, okay. Um, and now it's extremely corner heavy where you're kind of like hanging out in corners and getting behind an Orisa shield and then putting up the invincibility shield or the invincibility aura and then the damage wall and you're just shooting through the wall. It's it's very strange. It's in a weird spot, Overwatch is. Um, it which seems I weird think, to me that they wouldn't like introduce a new damage class that could maybe do some interesting right. stuff. Instead, they added another support to a thing that already had a ton of supports being played right. all the time. Yeah, totally. It's It's super strange. Huh. I, like, don't know... I don't know what... Like, adding another DPS character, yes, seems like like the easy thing to do. And they added one in Ash before they added Baptiste. Right. Except she's just, like... She's long-range McCree, but not as good as Widowmaker. So, like, yeah, it's a weird... It's, like, a weird addition. I don't know. Video games seem hard to make. Right. But, like, I just... I I'm... I'm just, like, so confused as to where they should go, but I just feel like they should go somewhere. But in the meantime, I will keep playing Mercy because it's a fun thing to do. <laughs> I I feel like... You say... I, you're absolutely right. Making video games is hard, and I think people give an undue amount of shit to video game developers not, for not hitting their exact wants and needs every minute of every day, uh, especially with live games. I'm sure making live games is especially hard because you have to yeah. be so nimble. I feel like... Blizzard, of all companies, has a proven track record and should have a lot of experience balancing games and being able to make those kinds of changes and decisions, and it seems strange right. to me that they haven't in a game that's been going for so long. For sure. And even, like, they've they've been running WoW for 137 years, I think. Yeah, that's that's roughly right, yeah. I think it was during so, the Hamilton administration when it first uh, launched, so. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, they should have they should have the experience. And also like the my okay, I I I when I said I didn't have any ideas, I lied. There I have one idea and I'm about to stand on my soapbox. And that idea is I think you should be able to ban heroes. Mm. Just you get one ban um per competitive match and that fixes in my brain, that fixes it. Right. Because you can ban a hero or a healer in the current meta just like talking about like the 3-3, three, three. you can ban a tank or a healer, and then that completely ruins, like, it ruins the entire team composition. Right, yeah. If imagine. you don't have a Reinhardt anymore. Um, but then you don't, like, it's it's super strange because then you're de-incentivized to learn Reinhardt if Reinhardt then gets banned every single match. Right. So then the new meta is just, my, Reinhardt might as well not be a hero. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a hard... It's a hard thing. Video games seem so hard. Right. I wouldn't. I do not envy like being the Overwatch team right now because I think the community is kind of in a weird spot, and it feels like they are also in a weird spot. Is is this something? Is like specifically the ban thing something that Blizzard has talked about in the past that they want to do or don't no. want to do? Or I th- I don't honestly know. Um, but in Overwatch League, they. Have I feel like Overwatch League is a is a place where they could experiment with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like or like during off season or like 
like you run uh, exhibition match- matches and stuff. That's what I would do if I was running that league, but that they don't do that. It's just straight up the game, which they, is fine. They don't run exhibition matches at all? Not really. They have All-Star Weekend, which you, last season was at the end of the year, and this season is in the middle of the season, so it's next month, I think. I think it's like the second weekend of May. Oh, okay. Um, and But they're just going to play custom games. Huh. Like, I feel like you like you could experiment and try new stuff with the concept of competitive overwatch like that's what that opportunity is to me like what i feel like you should what i would do right yeah but also if you're if if overwatch league is trying to be the nfl of video games the nfl doesn't like they don't remove players from the field just for some times and be like actually this time you only have nine people right get out there have fun that is true Um, yeah but i mean I mean, may, well, the, the well, actually, I, I'm going to say this, not knowing nearly enough about the rules of uh, football <laughs> or any sport, really, for that matter. I played uh, soccer for 11 years, and I still don't quite understand what offsides means. <laughs> um, but uh, they don't bl- they don't ban uh, players, but like they make adjustments to like what is and isn't allowed on the field. Like totally, it's not like Overwatch or or Blizzard would be banning the, the actual people playing the heroes. They would be banning right. the heroes. It's like heroes, yeah, yeah. I remember this being kind of a thing getting talked about. Like, and this is just such a fascinating concept to me. I'm sure I'm completely behind the times already, and this has already been addressed in some way or another. But I remember uh, when Steph Curry was uh, really just where people were just realizing that he was just like impossible to deal with out on right. out in basketball and them talking about like well maybe we need to patch basketball so that three pointers aren't like so fucking powerful if you just happen yeah. to hit 75% of all three pointers you ever take yeah uh like yeah sometimes like cause i feel like other sports have done stuff like that let's part of the reason i don't understand football very well is like there's just a million rules about like pass interference and all these other weird things like right. where you just can't do that on the field uh, and it seems to me like that is more akin to what you would be doing by introducing a band system than uh than actually removing a player right um, yeah. Which I, I'm also I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts as well, but I I was once a uh, esports writer uh, for several years coming right out of college, and I covered Dota two for Red Bull for a few years, right. and that is a game that definitely has bans that that they yes. both teams take turn alternating turns banning characters. That being said, one of the things that Dota has going for it when it comes to bans is that. You know, Overwatch has, what, 28 heroes now? 20-something? 30... 29? 29? Wait, no, I think it's 30. I think Baptiste was the 30th hero. Okay. Whereas Dota has, like, I think they're up to, like, 113, 114, or something like that. Oh, oh no. Uh-huh. That's so many. <laughs> it's so many. And they're on the low end, or on the, certainly on the slow end, compared to, like, League of Legends, which League of Legends adds, like, four heroes a year, whereas Dota adds, like two every two years or something oh Uh, whoa yeah uh but that's a game where you can ban up to like six heroes per game like three to each side or something like that i can't quite remember the exact number now off the top of my head but they can get away with that because there is such a deep bench of heroes to work with right and then you can make little tiny adjustments here and there and you know some characters are just never going to get picked until they get a certain buff or whatever but it feels like once you take away one thirtieth of the hero pool, or or more than one thirtieth, because you're talking about like both Each sides team getting a ban, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about like one fifteenth, one tenth. 
even, you know, whatever of the entire pool of characters at that point, that seems like extremely restrictive. Yeah. But maybe it's, you know, maybe it's for the best, though. Maybe, like, you know, what do they say, uh, like... I forget the exact phrasing, but something, something, breeds something. There you go. Yep, there you go, that's Blizzard. it. That's the one. <laughs> go, get out there, Kaplan. Uh-huh. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> uh, you've been playing What have else? you been playing? Oh, God. Oh, oh no. Um, We're on a Mexican standoff now, and I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't know. I'll very quickly go through the other two things I've been playing. Okay. I um, have been... I got back into Tetris Effect because Ooh. I had a friend visit me. Um, and she hadn't played anything in VR, uh-huh. and I was like, let me hit you with this, uh-huh. blocks. Uh, so then we played Tetris for a while. So watching watching other people play VR is, like, secretly one of my favorite things, nice. because you don't realize, like, the faces that you're making. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, like, for... There's something super social, I think, about PlayStation VR because mm. of the way that you have to use it like you are so tethered to the playstation relative to the location of your tv and also this thing that you're sitting on um and which means that like if there are multiple people in the room they have to sit around you right and all are kind of watching you and watching the tv where they can see what you are seeing yeah um and i think that's really cool so watching watching other people play stuff like tetris effect is just like it's just so satisfying, um, uh, do, it, and it doesn't even matter. It, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, how did they? How did they come out of that experience where they where they were just like, oh man, we're all connected. They're right. <laughs> Unite the souls, they... so there's no division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like I think that's why. Yes, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Is yes because Tetris. Tetris is one of those games where. You even if you've never played video games, you know what Tetris is. Um, oh God, yeah, and yeah. like you, and like even if you are bad at Tetris, it is kind of okay. And it is especially okay if there's a whale next to you <laughs> and you're kind of floating in in infinite space mm-hmm. because that's like not a thing that happens normally. Um, so that it kind of like massages out all of like the frustrations that you might have with the actual game of Tetris right. by like giving you an experience that you could not otherwise have. Right. With, like, the conceit, like, the thing in the middle being Tetris, I guess. But also, there's a whale. Right. It's a whale, and it's made of stardust, and, oh, mm-hmm. man, we're all made of stardust when you really think about it. And, right. holy shit, like, look at those people praying to that bonfire. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. And by, that one's so good. Oh, they're also, honestly, I love it all. I, I was going to say, though, too, because, like, Tetris effect gets fucking hard. Uh, it does. In the later stages. I don't think I've, I still don't think I've beaten it. Actually, come to think of it, uh, it's let me. I have. I I know what you're doing this weekend. It's oh, finishing Tetris Effect. <laughs> I mean, I should. I really ought to. Like, it's so good, and I loved playing every minute of it. And I had the actually the exact same experience that you did, which is I bought a. Uh, well, maybe not the uh, the exact same experience, but I did buy a PSVR on Black Friday last year. Yep, that was what I did. Oh, there same you go. Same experience. 
Yep. And then I showed, like, one of the first things I did with it was show Tetris Effect to my friend I just mentioned a bit ago with the uh, Battleborn license plate. Uh, and watching them, like, get into that game or whatever. Because they, they were actually, like, they're super picky about, like, what they wanted from their Tetris or whatever. And they were, like, trying to play it without the headset. And they were like, man, like, the, it's so small on screen. And there's so much shit going on all around right. me. I, like, can't keep up with it. I don't like this. I want, if, when, if I'm playing Tetris, I want just pure Tetris. And then they put on the headset, and they were like, right. yo! Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's playing jazz in the city, and yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite Sage, I think. Oh, it's so that, good. I think that's my favorite one. I honestly yeah, I wonder... still think I like the first stage the best. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I've seen it so much, because I keep yeah. restarting. Uh, but yeah. I think... I think I mean I don't know anything about competitive Tetris, oh, God. Um, but I th- I wonder if people would argue that Tetris Effect is a bad Tetris game. Mm. I don't know because there's so much stuff on the periphery. Yeah, and it's that so like hard makes to it a different thing. Um, uh, there is that mode that basically just makes it ga- like original Game Boy Tetris, and I wonder if right. that is still okay for people. Like it's just like oh, if, as long as I can play this mode, as long as I can play the super stripped down mode, it's fine. Yeah. I remember the one major complaint from like serious Tetris people being at the time that there was no multiplayer component in that game at all. Like right. no competitive multiplayer at all anyway. And then they were like, but what if uh ninety nine Tetris boards drops onto an right. island? Uh-huh. <laughs> what if you had to beat your friend to death with a line piece? <laughs> Oh no! I still haven't put, tried that yet. Have you? Have you touched that at all? Uh, no, the window. I think the window on that one is closed for me. Yeah. At, the people still playing that game are too good at Tetris. Yeah. So there's. I can't. I can't. The the I one can't. piece of advice I heard other people talking about, I think even on a different podcast, was that it helps to play that game when Japan is asleep because they are just <laughs> savage. <laughs> So you just get, you know, just wait till it's 3 a.m. Just uh, go to time.is. Yep. You know, we've already yeah. got it. So. <sighs> yeah. That's amazing. I've not touched that at all, but I haven't touched enough Tetris Effect yet. But, or, well, I haven't beaten it yet, but <laughs> I have played some other games. What have you been playing? I have been playing, much to my chagrin, I played a buttload of The Division 2 uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we have talked about on a previous podcast. I talked about kind of like the how much I hate the story and... <laughs> There's a story in that game? Mm, you know, that's a valid <laughs> all I, question. All I do is run around and then I shoot people and then they're like, great, those that was the one group. And then I run to a different broken plaza mm-hmm. and do the same thing over and over that, again. That was the group that paints themselves green. Oh no, it's uh-huh. the group that wears black. <laughs> yeah. Yep. These guys can lay down. Yes, yes, they super can. Yeah, they're annoying as shit. Because uh, <laughs> they shoot so fast. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, there's really not a story in The Division 2 at all. Like, uh, mm, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a story in the sense that, like, the, the kind of, like, set building that they do around that stuff is, like, definitely trying to, like, set some kind of stage that they are... I think they are. I think they are very intentionally trying to make it the appearance that there's not actually a story in that game, but also... Every time, like, somebody, anything comes out of anybody's mouth in that game, you are just reminded that, oh, also this was written by the people who wrote The Division 1 as well. Right. (laughs) Which The Division 1 is just such a heinous, like, such a sociopolitically heinous fucking game. Uh Uh-huh. Like, literally, uh, but, uh, and then it's just in little, little drips and drabs, I I feel like, in in The Division 2. And it, but whenever, when it does pop up, it's just because there is so little else to latch onto, I think it even stands out a little bit more. Because it's like... 
Like, one of the factions is called the Outcasts, which I have not found any indication of this in-game, but I've seen people talking about how they're basically a faction that was, like, abandoned by the government uh, when civilization fell. Um, uh-huh. And so they're, like, but, and it's kind of, like, implied that, oh, these were, like, the poor people. Like, these were the, the people that couldn't afford to buy themselves, like evacuation out of the country or x y or z or something like that right and now they've like turned to suicide bombing and stuff to um express their frustration i guess i don't quite i mean it's like any fucking ubisoft game at this point it's incoherent. but there's like a line when i killed one of them or was like fighting one of them and they said it's just like one of those random barks that like enemies do in because video games um and they said like um russia in control oil in control now we're in control and it's what? like, whoa! What? <laughs> what is the thing you are trying to say here? Oh my goodness. There's no politics in the game, no. though. That's everyone, that's what we all know. Right, right. The part where it says, hey, buy a gun and shoot your neighbor to death is totally not it's, political. Oh, that's like, yes. I, I just, it tries, it is so clear that they are trying to walk this line that does not exist where mm-hmm. you don't say and en- that like does not exist when you are telling a story wherein you are depicting it you you tell a story about America in 2019 yes. where you are depicting these historical monuments and these that represent um ideals that are core to the way that an entire nation thinks about itself right and then also be like yeah and then you just shoot these people sometimes i don't know yeah you shoot or them it, and it, because <laughs> they were opening up a crate of food and you wanted right. the food instead <laughs> but you're the good yeah. guy don't worry you're the good guy don't worry just steal the declaration of independence yep. uh-huh. and then it's it's chill isn't that fun yeah Ugh, here's, it's a, so strange. here's a weird painting like oh but, uh, yeah it's it, i mean whatever it's it's not worth mm, it's worth engaging with in the sense that like what we play and what we think about what we play and what we say and don't say about anything uh, in those spaces matters. That matters, but it has also... The Division, and to a lesser degree, the Division 2, but the Division 1 especially, have been litigated over so much at this point. It's like, I've got nothing right. new to add to this conversation. It's just, just, just bad. <laughs> That's all yeah. I can say at this point, is it's just fucking garbage i will say i did go on an incredibly fun journey last night which was going on to the um this inspired me to go on to like the clancy verse like tom clancy wiki and just kind of like read about that dude a little bit tom clancy (laughs) wiki (laughs) technically i think it's the ryan verse wiki because it's like the universe of jack ryan um you know famous hunt for red october man Uh uh-huh um which nikki how much do you know about Jack Ryan or the, and the Ryan verse? Okay, here's what I know. Okay. Um, Jim from the office got really bored <laughs> <laughs> working in the office. So then I guess he went back to military school to become a soldier. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. Yes. Oh, wait. Also, there's a. There's, I think the planes in that universe are called Hawks or something. Hawks. Yeah, oh, with an uh, X. Yes, that's yes. Yep, you got it all. Uh, so I don't need okay, to add anything perfect. else. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Whatever. I'll see y'all next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't. Uh, when I was a kid, I I wouldn't say I was like a like I was certainly not like 
obsessed with like the Jack Ryan movies by any stretch of the imagination or whatever, but I liked Hunt for Red October enough that I probably watched it more than once. Uh, I like Sean Connery. Um, Alec Baldwin seemed cool. He was in The Shadow, which was a movie I liked mm-hmm. a lot when I was a kid. So it's like, oh, he's in a movie with a submarine. That's cool. Uh, oh, Crazy Ivan. That's a cool name for a, a maneuver. Um, Wait, what is that maneuver? It's like, like what do you do in the Crazy Ivan? Whoa, it's like turning. It's like making a ninety degree turn underwater. I think is what it was or something Ooh. like that. Um, yeah, it's like because you could like kick out the back end of the submarine because you're floating and you could just like go uh, the drift. It's, it's a yes. sweet underwater drift. I, I don't actually... Re- I don't remember enough about The Hunt for Red October to know if this is accurate at all, but this is what we are saying. <laughs> this is our official stance <laughs> that submarines can drift and you <laughs> hear anybody in my mentions who says otherwise. Um, <laughs> I hope that's true. I don't know. Uh, Jack Ryan is like the kind of the most famous character uh, from, I think... I think the most famous character from uh, the Tom Clancy Malo. Uh, he's in Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, uh, The Sum of All Fears, uh, for movies, and then there was Jack right. Ryan Shadow Recruit, which is the Jim from The Office movie. Or TV series? I can't remember. Um, I think it's on TV. Okay. Or, quote, TV. I think it's, it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, the whole thing, the kind of the original pitch for that character or whatever is that, oh, he's a CIA analyst, he's a desk jockey, but he has to go into the field in this one story or whatever, and then he just has to, like, because he does so well out there, he uses his mind instead of, like, you know, fighting Uh people or whatever, and over the course of that, you know, that, that book becomes popular, and like you do when you're, like, an airport novelist like Tom Clancy is you write 37 more of those books, And like what happens in every serialized piece of storytelling where you have to write 37 of a book, it just gets more and more buck wild as you go. Right. So what ends up happening is Jack Jack Ryan, whose whole thing is like, oh, he's kind of an everyman schlub. He's kind of he's played by young Alec Baldwin, like Beetlejuice era Alec Baldwin. Right, right, right. And in this in this first movie, and by the end of that franchise, he has been the president of the United States for eight years. <laughs> Is that, oh, amazing. He's had two terms as the president of the United States because the United States eventually in the in the Ryan verse goes to war with Japan twice. Uh-huh. There's a there's the US Japanese war, which as you can probably imagine for a guy who uh went on to uh the O'Reilly factor to talk about how Democrats caused 9-11, uh Oh, probably was super great then. Yes, it, it handled with the utmost care and uh uh Vigor and verve and just general <laughs> style, you know, everything you would expect from the man who gave you Ding Chavez. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yes, a the uh, the Japanese government crashes a 747 into the Capitol building and kills the president, and that leaves uh, Jack Ryan as the uh, highest ranking member of government, and he has to run the country, and then he gets reelected at some point. I didn't read much past that. <laughs> It's amazing. It's buck wild. It's it's amazing to me. Uh, but also, yeah, what I ended up discovering was Tom Clancy always in the back of my head was just like, oh, he wrote some books or whatever. I had no idea he was also like the worst author in the history of mankind. <laughs> so that was a fun revelation for me last night. And suddenly all of the Tom Clancy uh, video games make way sense. more sense. Totally. Totally. Make way more sense. I um, tried to get into Wildlands, mm-hmm. and by tried to get into Wildlands, I mean I got maybe 45 minutes in, 
and then they kind of yelled at me about brown people and drugs, and I was like, I think I'm out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I bailed. Um, the narco state. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. These, uh, mm-hmm. They make video games. Uh, they exist. The, they're there. Yeah. The, they're, I feel like the, it's weird. I feel like there's, like, two... Ubisoft's, and I know that's not even true because the way Ubisoft develops their games very specifically is that they, like, every one of their, like, branches touches every game that they make. And so it's all just basically designed by committee or whatever. But I feel like the horse leading the cart, there are two horses leading that cart sometimes, and you get the Tom Clancy Ubisoft, which is, like, uh, brown people are weird monster murderers like they it's the it's the ubisoft that would like unironically use the term super predator yes and, Ex- yes yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's like the ubisoft that actually like there's like assassin's creed ubisoft which is like you know assassin's creed origins has some pretty interesting things i feel like to say about like uh what justice looks like you know in right. against an oppressive regime and stuff like that and like centralizes people you know, it, it, the like the right people in those stories. I feel like you know, Bayek is a cop in Assassin's Creed Origins, but he's you know he's in a cop who is, whose powers have been revoked by like an oppressive regime of white people who right. came to Egypt to colonize them. You know, and I just don't know. I don't know where those like how you square those two versions of Ubisoft. I don't know why one of them seems to be so much more in control than the other in various instances and i just yeah it has baffled me for so long and i would love to jason trier get on this find out like what to <laughs> what what like two forces at ubisoft are like pulling that company in two very different directions yeah i'm let me how there must be a million people roughly that oh, work yeah. for ubisoft right oh i, I feel oh, yeah. like it must be so difficult to see if you are a designer i like the way that i i like to think about these things is that someone said something and then it just got shot down by someone above them right but i feel like that must happen so frequently at ubisoft because there are just so many people that read things that might not or that that like have reads on things that may not be extremely obvious to higher ups mm-hmm. and like it mu- it just must be so discouraging what the what must the chain of command look like where you have an idea and you say you you notice something super terrible you know you are the person who says that maybe a black lives matter activist shouldn't be one of the main bosses in the division one what if Mm -hmm. what if you're the person who says that and then like that idea gets like tossed out out of hand by somebody you've never met before right because it's somebody in montreal and you live in la or whatever yeah boy so wild I mean, maybe that's why, like, I feel like 99% of, like, the people that whose names you know from Ubisoft, like, leave that company, right? Like, right. Jade Raymond worked there forever and is, you know, and left, and uh, Yves Guimon, I think, like, is, is there in, like, a consulting capacity now, but has, like, left that company and then come back again and various other things? Like, it seems like a lot of the people who's, who would... Uh, who are well known enough where you kind of get the sense that like they like a certain to exercise a certain degree of creative control leave that company right. yeah <sighs> and it's like it's in a yeah it's yeah they make trials though and trials pretty trials is pretty okay but they don't even make trials like the, the that's red links right like they they oh. bought the company that makes trials oh okay never mind then i mean it, that you're right you're right i I'm, i don't mean to like like say you're wrong oh no or whatever, but, but like, like but still i i i didn't even like 
realize that. Like, oh, really? I feel like that's the that's the scale that's the scale Ubisoft is at. Oh, I totally. didn't know that. Like, they I knew Red Links made it, but I didn't know that that was an external team at some point that then got folded mm. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the original Trials pre Trials HD was like a Flash game, or not a Flash game, right. but like a, a browser game. Uh, and then I think Trials HD was the was just an independent game, and I think they bought them, and then the Trials Evolution was Ubisoft's first one that they published. Got it. That might be right. I can't. I can't quite remember. I've never actually been a huge Trials fan. I like. I liked Trials Evolution a lot, mm. um, and then I st- I played a little bit of Fusion. But it just there was too much stuff on the on the periphery of that game right. for me. That's the one with the trick um, system. Yeah, exactly. That like that was the stuff that I was like, ah, like maybe maybe this isn't for me. Sure. Um, like if I want tricks, I'll play skate. Right. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> just gotta um, wait for that. Keep uh, skate carrying four. that torch for skate four. Hashtag skate four. It's coming. <laughs> um. Wait, real talk? Wait, okay, I haven't been on a video game podcast ever, so now I can say these things that I've just been kicking around in my brain and, like, people will listen to me? Uh (laughs) Okay, listen. Y'all, listen. (laughs) EA is in such a weird spot right now where nobody likes them. I mean, like, they're they're always in this spot, kind of, but they're in a weird spot right now where Anthem... Nope, it just kind of fell apart. And now the intern, like, stories are coming out of Bioware where people are like, hey, it kind of sucks to work here for a litany of reasons. If you were EA and you were like, wait, okay, people extremely do not like us right now. How do we fix this? Right. The easiest thing to do and the cheapest thing to do, I think, (laughs) would be to just make Skate 4. Mm Mm-hmm. Why not? Like that's all I've got. Honestly, I gotta know. Honestly, why not? Like, so so there's a couple of things about this specific thing uh, that definitely that stick out to me as like, okay, now is the time more than ever. Like, my understanding is that the hashtag Skate Four movement on Instagram has not died down, and that is still very much yeah. the like number one most commented thing that they ever get on any post. Uh, number two, uh, Tony Hawk isn't with Activision anymore. Yeah. Could you imagine Tony Hawk's Skate 4? <laughs> the doors are so open. Like, yeah, the planets have aligned in this really bizarre way where, like, they really need a PR win. Skate licenses are not probably that expensive at this point. No- nothing compared to, like, what a what what they pay for FIFA, I'm sure. Right. Or, like, even, even a Tony Hawk game. Like, I imagine, t- like, Pro Skater 5 still kind of cost a lot to make mm. because there were like there were people in there. You only need Tony. Right. If you if you make Tony Hawk's skate. I feel like you also want Bam. you don't need but you want Bam Margera. You you want Bam. Of course. Bam's got to be in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay, so you only need two people. Yes. Bam Margera's Skate 4 featuring Tony Hawk coming 2022. <laughs> it's on, uh, yep, store shelves right now. <laughs> I was um we can, we'll go back to I guess whatever we were talking about before skate, eh. but there was there was at E three last year. Um, Microsoft did their presser, and the night before, I was kind of like, kind of thinking in my brain as I do, and I was like, uh, Skate Four is coming this year. I felt it in my bones, 
and then they announced they like did the press event and then in the middle they were like and now we've got this game that everyone's been waiting for and i was like (laughs) okay and then it's just the noise of a skateboard wheel on the ground (laughs) and i (laughs) i i wish i could have bottled just that first 15 seconds of what ended up being this trailer for session yeah and not skate Mm -hmm. for and just bottle that emotion Mm -hmm. up forever i remember that uh, happening i I never even played skate i watched some people play skate a little bit but even i remember at the time being like holy shit they're actually gonna do it this is gonna be skate four like why not and then it became yeah. session. It was just like, oh, and then the air just left the room. <laughs> yeah, it was so wild. Like I don't under. They had to have known what they were doing. Oh, I'm sure. Which means that they also no one said, "Hey, do, do y'all think that they just might want skate and not this thing <laughs> that isn't skate?" Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, because that wasn't actually, but that wasn't at an E3, or E3, EA press conference, was it? It was, like, at a Microsoft thing, or? Yeah, it was at Microsoft. There was also, for some reason, my brain was, like, if EA, if Microsoft wants Tiny Games for Game Pass, which, like, kind of gets gets us to news if we want to move forward, but, like, if if Microsoft wants smaller games for Game Pass... EA you and like EA and Microsoft can like spend a little bit of money together to make a Skate 4 like exclusive. Oh yeah. To Game Pass and then you're like okay Skate 4 is only on Game Pass. Also it's like kind of smaller than you might expect, but yeah. it exists and is here. Um that was my thinking going into it. Oh totally. I think that was based a off lot of people, no yeah. knowledge. I, I- um but, but yeah, I mean, like, it. I don't know. I mean, Microsoft's got money to throw around, right? If they just wanted to say, hey, we'll fund this game. And they've done that before. Right. Like, they did that with Dead Rising, I want to say. It was like Dead Rising yeah. was very much a situation where it was like, Capcom's not going to make this game. And then Microsoft said, like, what if we gave you a bunch of money because we want to have a launch game? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and they're like, all we, right. We need, we need one. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. We need a launch game. <laughs> Which I'm trying to think, like, what even launched on the Xbox One? Like, Titanfall was not a launch title, right? No, I think it was 2013 Xbox One games. Oh my God. It was um, for the Forza game was there. Right, there's always a Forza. Yeah, there's a always Black a Black Flag. Oh yeah, Black um, Flag, Black Flag. Yeah, I like Black, Black Flag. That's a that's a good old Assassin's Creed game. I haven't played Black Flag Flag because the boats kind of freaked me out. Oh, okay. Like I was like the boat combat seems like a thing that I don't want from an Assassin's Creed game. Mm, I also had just been burned by Assassin's Creed 3, a game that I was extremely excited for. Yeah. Um, I'm so mad that they just kind of fumbled that, that setting. They really, really, really did, didn't they? And it's like, it's not even that the game was just buggy and stuff like that. Cause it was buggy. It was, it was, it was like a poorly designed game, but like just really their use of that setting was not particularly good. Yeah. What a bummer. Like, yeah, I remember being extremely excited when I first saw that footage of that game, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, this this is what you got? When they were like, he can jump in between trees, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, this yeah. is the, this dream. It's all I've ever wanted. Benjamin Franklin's um, going to be your Q character? He's going to be yeah. your Leonardo da Vinci? Like, hell yeah! Um... <sighs> Didn't t- didn't turn out that way. Other uh, launch games for remember Loco Cycle. I do remember Loco Cycle. Yeah, what's uh, uh, Explosion Man people? What is that company? Yeah, called? Twisted Pixel. Twisted Pixel. Yeah, 
they made that one. That was there. Yeah, and that then... had like that had like what's his name in it? It was like a bunch of live action stuff and like had a bunch yeah. of like Nickelodeon old Nickelodeon show actors in it. I want to say. Yeah, it was the first FMV game of the generation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone loved it. Yes, I really, really like Explosion Man, and I have really, really not liked anything else Twisted Pixel has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> what is their Twisted? What's their next thing coming up? Are they like working on anything right now? I they put Miss Explosion Man on on Switch recently. I want to say. Uh, do they, have, do they have anything announced at all? I feel oh, like... they just, they got all the way bought out by Mac. Oh, wait, no. Oh! They, they, yes, they made that, they made that VR game, Wilson's Heart. It's like a VR horror oh. game, that's right. I remember that Ooh. now. Uh, Comic Jumper, da, da, da. They have two things are listed. One thing called B-Team that apparently came up for the Oculus Go in 2018. And then something called Defector. A first-person shooter that's scheduled to come out this year. Well, uh, cool. Which there is also no... on Oculus, right? Yeah, it's it's also it's Oculus. So maybe that's just what they do now—is that they just do VR stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I hear good things about that Wilson's Heart. Actually, like I hear that's kind of interesting. It's like a black and yeah. white weird horror thing, which is like a huge departure for what that company is. Right. Uh, anything else hot on the Xbox One launch? Uh, titles, or should I move um, on to the next piece of console let info? Let me see. Um, Peggle 2. Oh. Damn, remember Peggle? Yeah! I remember Ode to Joy. That's a hell of a song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. And then Zoo Tycoon, which is a legitimately good video game. Is it? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, just, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon, except it's a zoo. Oh, okay, that actually does sound pretty cool. <laughs> I'd be into it's that. It's really good. Um... Yeah, it was very good. Okay, it, I, that game needed um, keyboard and mouse support, though, mm. but because like a controller is like not the way you want to do a park sim. I bet not. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's still it was still very good. You can um, <laughs> that was when Microsoft was still trying to do the Connect, so you could talk to the giraffes right. and stuff if you wanted to. So like you would get in your golf cart and drive drive around the zoo that you've made, and then you would like get out of the golf cart and then yell at the giraffe to get the giraffe's attention, <laughs> and the giraffe would kind of like walk over. It was very good. Uh, that actually sounds pretty all right. I wonder if that was very much like their kind of... Because that was at the era where they were like, hey, Xbox Ones will never come without a Connect. You will always right. be paying for this Connect." And that didn't turn out, right? Uh, but I uh, wonder if that was very much their thing. Like, well, why would you ever need a mouse and keyboard? You can just use motion controls. You can use mm -hmm. your hands. Your hands are the <laughs> It's like you're keyboard. petting the giraffe in your own living room. Mm-hmm. Without the, like, sensation of actual physical contact or intimacy. <laughs> Video games! <laughs> oh. But, as you uh, slyly alluded to a minute ago, we got some other console-related news on the docket for today, which we can go right into. Which, yeah. Which is that uh, Sony and Microsoft both announced some uh, console news today. Like, console yeah. details. Um, sort of. Uh, PlayStation specifically announced, or announced, it, it like came out in an interview with Mike Cerny, who was the lead architect on the PlayStation 4, and it sounds like now also the lead architect on the PlayStation 5. Uh, right. They gave some hardware details about what that is, what the PlayStation 5 is. And it sounds like a better PlayStation 4, <laughs> which... Yeah, it's it was so... I, Sony's doing some weird stuff right now with their approach to 
the PlayStation brand. Yeah. It's like they, they got so far out ahead, and now they're like, all right, well, we can probably just put another chip in here and then be Gucci. Which, like, I get. Yeah. Because it worked the last time. It's super duper um, good. Like, the other, the, the competition very much tried to do a bunch of other stuff, and they were, like, their whole marketing plan was, like, nah, it's a box what plays the video games. Yeah. And it, and it what was, y'all yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's just so weird. You want to talk about these numbers that I don't understand? Here, I'm going to read a list of letters. Give me the letters. And numbers that are inside of the PlayStation 5. Okay. It's got an 8-core CPU based on AMD's third-gen Ryzen line, built on the chip company's latest 7 nanometer Zen 2 process, and a custom GPU based on AMD's Radeon Navi hardware, which will bring ray tracing graphics to a video game console for the first time. Right. I know what about one-third of those <laughs> words mean. <laughs> I think ray tracing is the thing that uh, makes light look good. Yes. And then I think the chip is just tiny now. Yes. Um, and uh, that's it. The processing, the processor chip is tiny, which I was talking it's... to somebody who knows a little bit more about this stuff than I do, and it sounds like that is very specific about the, the, the like, processor of the console, but not very specific about the graphical processor of the unit. So it's like the right. GPU is not, they're not, they did not offer any specifics about it. Ugh, can't speak. Except for the ray tracing thing, which is like... Right. The ray tracing thing is like basically in video games now, they are just like shooting beams of light. Like they just make everything illuminated in video games. Whereas ray tracing's whole thing is that like they are actually simulating the movement of photons in a space. So it's like three. It's like volumetric lighting. Right. I guess. I guess volumetric lighting is already a thing. I don't know enough about this stuff. It sounds like it's a better box, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a better box. Then, then it also does 8K apparently for right. the 8K TVs that we all, that everybody has. Oh yeah, I'm, I I duct taped two of my 4K TVs together <laughs> right before this episode, so I'm I'm good to go. You're set. Remember, Sony made that 3D television. I don't know why you said ah. that, and then reminded me of this. Sony made a 3D television uh, when 3D was the thing mm-hmm. that would, if you were playing like the two supported games. It would do split screen, but you would each have to wear glasses. Yeah. And if you were wearing the glasses, you could see your screen. And then, yeah. That that sounded really... I was in sophomore year of college when that thing came out. And I thought that sounded super, super cool. <laughs> and right. I wanted one. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, um, well, 3D. if everything's going to be 3D anyway, I need to have a 3D TV. Right. And I might as well have, have one that does this, right? Yeah. And then... They just stopped doing 3D. Yeah, and then, which I and get. then we lost the, the third dimension all of a sudden one day, and we never got it's it back. It's all gone. Uh, um, yeah. Do you think that's? Do you think this is the whole play, though? Do you think that, like, they're just going to be like, we made another PlayStation 4? I think it's a situation where... Uh, well, because there's a, other couple of other things that they mention on here. They do mention that they will have backwards compatibility. Uh, with right. PlayStation 4 games, which is a huge plus, uh, I think. And I think it's something that uh, Microsoft specifically has really paved the way on and, like, made part of the conversation in a yes. way that, like, you know, has forced Sony to almost respond to it this way. Um, the, the, the disc thing is interesting because uh, Microsoft did just announce that they are going that they are going to have a discless Xbox One S. Right. Not a Xbox, whatever the next thing is called, but like a new version of the existing hardware. 
yeah. uh, that has no discs. The all-digital edition? Yeah, the sad edition. The sad edition. Or the, sh- or the Sade. <laughs> the Sade. Depending on who you... <laughs> depending on who... who uh, which one you want. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. Um, well, I know which one I'm getting, so... Uh, yeah, I, so the way I have, I've heard other people kind of express the similar sentiment, and I think this is where I fall on it too, and I, it is that Sony is going to go with this route, but also, because I think part of what worked for them in previous generation was not that, or previous generation, this generation, was not that they didn't do the things that everybody on the business side wanted to do, like, you know, with uh, Microsoft going very like, hey, buy our games digitally because that's where you should. That's how you should play our games. Like, we're right. we're not going to give you a choice in the in the matter. You cannot share your game, your physical games with your friends. Whereas Sony was just like, you can't share your physical games with your friends because you're going to buy it digitally anyway because it's super convenient. But you can buy a physical copy. I don't know why you would, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of going to be the same approach here. I think it's going to be yeah. a similar situation where they're going to just make sure that the box does all the things that everybody wants it to do, but also have infrastructure on the back end to support like the the new fancy stuff and just make it optional and let people and just if they're smart, I think what they'll do is they'll make it good enough and work well enough and cheap enough and you know simple enough that. It just becomes a well, the, the conversation isn't you have to do this. The conversation is like, well, why wouldn't you do it? Because it's so much easier and so much better. Right. You could just do that, which I yeah, I I agree. I and I also feel like that's that's the strangest part about the discless Xbox, mm-hmm. um, because I, the rumors also coming out uh, out of like the Microsoft camp for the next generation of xbox one or xbox consoles is that there are two of them there are two different SKUs at like they're gonna i think they're gonna launch the normal one and the xbox one x equivalent at the same time right yeah and then which why would would do they does that mean that they stop selling the xbox one x and then they are the only xbox one that they sell is this discless one and then they're like also, it has the streaming thing on it. So if you want to play the new Halo game, which this Xbox cannot play, like you have to do it that way. Like it's such a strange, right? I don't know. I don't know where. The, I don't know what that move is. Where Where um, does the split begin and end this generation? Like it's, it's right. It used to be very clear cut. It would be like okay. For the first year, Madden is going to be on all versions of the console, but it will look nicer on the new consoles. Yes. You want that version. Or in some strange cases, I think Splinter Cell Double Agent was one thing where it was like the PlayStation 2 version of that game was a completely different game than the Xbox 360 version of that game. But now it's like, yeah, so can I play Halo Infinite on my Xbox One X, but not my my Xbox One S? But also, there's a version of it for the Xbox 2, let's just say... Because it's a ridiculous name, but whatever. So is mm-hmm. Xbox One. Uh, so the Xbox Two can play that as well. And because of Xbox's Play Anywhere program, if you buy one version, you get both versions. And then also you can play it on PC. And it's just like at a certain point that conversation and like, how do you tell a person who is like trying to buy a game whether or not they can play the game without pl- breaking out like a bar graph and a chart? Right. Exactly. That's the part that's I think kind of worrisome for me for for. Microsoft in this case, uh, if some of these rumors end up being true and whatnot, because like it is so, it is already so difficult to decide which version of a game to play based on mm-hmm. like like you look at the Anthem thing. Remember if you remember that, yeah. Like 
the control one is i think it's control uh the new game from right. remedy yeah also equally but i don't understand how you release that chart after seeing the reaction to the anthem chart right and for a single player game like the control yeah. game is just it's just that I, i'm pretty sure and it's like get a different gun skin and stuff like that it's just like yeah and it's the same shit it's the same pre-order like at best buy pre-order gamestop bullshit we've been dealing with for six years or whatever but it just seems right. weirdly egregious now uh in a world where we're already having to think about like well do i want this on my xbox one x or do i want to have this on my playstation before because i don't have a playstation pro but i want to be able to play with my friends yeah. uh da, 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 da. you know it's it's they're just uh, too many boxes there's too many boxes. I feel like if Microsoft is like, all right, listen, here's the cheap one. I also think that the, this discless thing is too expensive. I feel like it should bucks. have been like, yeah, it's too expensive. I feel like it should have been a hundred bucks. Mm. They should have like just taken the loss on it and then been like, instead of buying a Roku, buy this. Right. Because it can do all the stuff a Roku can. Also, you can play Halo on it. Right. Yeah. Which is a way easier sell than this is like the thing that's $50 more but does not have a disk drive so you can't play used games on it. <laughs> right. You can't Yeah, you can't buy the cheaper games, which that's oh, even going to become a weird conversation in a, a little bit here because it seems like every day uh GameStop is getting closer and closer to just yeah. folding. Uh they couldn't find a and I think that was a couple months old. This news is a couple months old at this point, but there was like that whole thing where they could not find a buyer, like they were trying to sell themselves and couldn't could, couldn't no get one, one's... I think. Where will I buy my Funko Pops? Yeah, exactly. You'll have to go to a comic book <laughs> store, and who wants to do that? Uh, uh, let me tell you, you can buy Funko Pops just about anywhere, anywhere now. <laughs> Gas stations, Target, any, they've all got them. Yeah, the I was, convenience I, store down the street from me, I can go buy a, like a fucking Ezio right now. I was in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, and there's a comic book shop in Pike Place Market, that I had not been to prior... I had been before, but I had not been prior to the existence of Funko Pops. Mm. And there was an entire wall that was, like, 20 feet long. And maybe this... Like, the floor-to-ceiling yep. was maybe, like, 9 feet. Yep. And it was just Funko Pops. I worked in a comic book store before the rise of Funko Pops. And then, like, work, continued to work there through the rise of Funko Pops. So, like, I watched it happen in real time right. as we started ordering Funko Pops and putting them on the shelves and stuff like that. And, like, seeing it go from, like, oh, Funko Pops. There's just, like, a thing that we have. You know, oh, we've got, like, a Superman and a Batman and a Captain America. And then it was just, like, here's fucking mm. the clear plastic version of the suit from Superman. Like, the version of Superman Returns that would have featured uh, Nicolas Cage but never actually came out on film or yep. whatever. You know, like, <laughs> fucking, what? Uh, like, yeah, it's wild. And it, I get it because those things all look the fucking same and yeah. you just have to change the color or whatever and you can yeah. make whatever the shit you want at that point. Um, but, good lord. Who buys those, though? Who is like... I don't know. Who is... It? Enough oh. people... Enough people buy those things that... Uh, <laughs> As I tweeted from the at fanbyte account, go follow uh, twitter.com slash fanbyte media. Microsoft and Coalition are still making that fucking right. Gears of War Funko Pop yeah. strategy game. The strategy game is separate. They're, they're two games. Oh, okay. Is the Funko Pop game the mobile one? And then the yes. RTS is just, okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Except for the part where I'm supposed to be okay with the fact that a Funko Pop is going to use a chainsaw, presumably to 
kill another Funko Pop. I guess. I mean, maybe that's the pop part, right? They just, oh, they don't die. They just pop. And then they pop like balloons because they got big heads <laughs> like balloons. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, this uh, I mean, this has got to be, I assume this is like, whoops. Uh, this is Funko testing the waters to see if... Um, this is something they can do with a yeah. bunch of different brands, right? Like we are, we're if this is successful, we're like three years away from like DC Pop or whatever, like Justice League Pop. You know what I mean? Right. Mortal Kombat Pop. Yeah, totally. Because oh, that was like a thing that I had seen kind of like discussed about this. Is basically like this is a theory I saw, I heard floated around, which was basically like um, Lego will not let their products be used in anything like violent you can't even do not right. even like goofy violent where it's like oh because that was the, the the joke for a long time is like what if you put mortal kombat characters in like made more lego mortal kombat because they're used but they're like the same license like the same company right. has the media license for it lego will not let you do that even if it's simulated violence they will not let you do that sort of thing but funko will work with fucking anybody they don't care, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, what brand guidelines they don't have the standards and practices department they'll let anybody go mm-hmm. the eyes have to look um, big and shitty and all exactly the same <laughs> but other than that we're all fine here and even that they've i feel like they've relaxed i feel like i've seen funko pops i think the the Sp- into the spider-verse funko pops like just had spider-man eyes on them and i was like oh, okay actually right, that's okay that's all right yeah I'll, I'll buy the into the spider-verse version of miles it's the only one i can get so sure i did not buy the i did i've not bought a funko pop in my life are you kidding me no, no. are you kidding me no no, no. <laughs> i feel like um i just am kind of blown away that this game is apparently right it hasn't been released yet is right. supposed to still come out because remember that mega plot mega blocks halo yeah. game uh, oh there was a game yeah what there's like footage of man um mega blocks halo game <laughs> yep what what yeah so it didn't it was it was like it's the exact same thing basically as this funko pop gears game where they were like hey go make this weird thing except this one didn't come out and i guess apparently this funko pop game is supposed to come out but yeah in 20 like in the middle of the xbox um like lifespan or the xbox 360 lifespan microsoft kind of went out microsoft and Bungie kind of went out and we were like uh let's make a weird one Uh uh-huh and then they went out to lego lego i think said no and then mega blocks was like all right we'll do it yeah and then um this looks okay like this it does look okay it this looks like polished it looks like this was almost maybe maybe whatever this was just the one level that they had complete yeah like a vertical slice or something totally totally but like just visually like the texture work and like the character designs like actually look totally it looks good yeah checkpoint reach new objective huh I don't know if any was it would be any fun to play at all, but like, oh, okay, yeah, that um, that almost makes me think like, oh, okay, like, like the, I, I guess the problem with the, the the pop game or pop games uh, with Funko Pops is that they just look like like identical trash. garbage, like trash that you put yeah. into a bag. Um, <laughs> but maybe the game will be fun. Like Gears of War games, maybe are pretty fun, right? Yeah, I, that that's the that's the only yeah that's the only thing the fact that this halo game exists is the only thing <laughs> that it makes me feel like the funko pop game might be fine right um but yeah what a weird thing <sighs> microsoft y'all should put this game out yeah why not just put up the source code or whatever i don't know <laughs> 
let people pre-order bonus for halo infinite is you get to play whatever this the version of this game as it exists right now i you know I wasn't sold on Halo Infinite yet, but now that you're talking in <laughs> my language, I think I might be on board finally with the Mega Blocks. Oh. But on that note, I think we've basically talked about that's pretty much all the actual new stuff. That's everything. Right? Like, I, I played some other video games, but eh, Division 2 is kind of the mo- majority of it. I've been working. So I think we can probably just move on. And yeah. by move on, I mean wrap it up. We've been. Oh. We've been going for about a, a good hour here. I feel like we I, did. I feel like we're pretty we good. We have been. That it. You know what? It, it felt like fifteen minutes. The minutes just yeah, melted it away. It went by so quick. It did actually. This was actually great. You were. Um, thank you so much for being on. Actually, this week. Yeah. You were absolutely. Thanks fantastic. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I will definitely have to ask if you want to come back on in the future. Maybe we'll get married yeah, on as I'll well. I'll always say yes. Oh, perfect. As long as you're working with us. So once you, you as know, long, yeah. Once you leave <laughs> us all behind in the dust, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I start doing social media for Pepsi or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and, and start big timing us. I'm sure it'll be a problem. Yeah. But you know, I'll just tweet if I, if I hmm, tweets from. Can you imagine getting tweets at Fanbyte but from Pepsi? <laughs> I'd be like, man, Pepsi, not Coke, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but everybody, I want to also thank our listeners for listening the same way that they do every week. Uh, oh. You can find uh, me. If you want more of my f- hot, fresh content and takes about Star Wars, because that's what I tweeted about all day today, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash Steven Strom, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Nikki, where can they find you? You can find me on the internet at twitter.com slash Godzilla. That's G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Nice. Don't blame me for that. Blame Neopets. <laughs> Okay, now I need to have you on in a future episode so you can give us the story of, like, why that. Hey, nothing against, let me be clear, nothing against Neopets. No, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I just, but, um, that is why I need to know, because I have nothing mm-hmm. but the utmost respect for Neopets. Gotta keep listening, y'all, mm-hmm. or you won't hear the story. That's a tease. Yeah, that's how you get them coming back for more. You are an expert at this already on a first video game podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, oh, no. Oh no! Oh, uh-huh. uh, uh, what? Boy, uh, I have to pull up Twitter right now. So we do a thing every week. We have a running joke that is a very bad joke that sucks and is not good, but we do it because we're terrible people. Mm-hmm. Where our thing has been that we say "keep gaming, gamers" at the end of every uh, episode. Yeah, that's extremely good. Yeah, because <laughs> it was the only thing we could think of on the first episode. But John and Merritt said something on Twitter a week or two ago that. I threatened to say at the end of this podcast from now on, and I can't remember what it is anymore. And I'm trying to find it, uh, what it could possibly be. It's in my mentions somewhere, but I actually had some decent engagement <laughs> for a from long your time. Star Wars tweets, yeah, and now it's buried. Oh my god, that's so much worse. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, uh, this is just me stalling now. Okay, wait, found um, it. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to a fan with episode. <laughs> uh, as you all know, as we always say at the end of every episode, thanks for the knowledge. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>